continuing with the halachas of lighting Shabbos candles. And uh, we established yesterday that the chiyuv is on uh, men and women the same, except that we assign the mitzvah to women when there is a woman of the household. Um, and therefore, uh, a man has to be aware, even though many men, uh, if they're fortunate to be in a situation where they are married, they are used to not lighting, but a person has to be thinking all the time about what, how this particular Shabbos they're fulfilling their obligation, particularly, uh, let's say, a, a teenage uh, son who is, uh, doesn't think about lighting candles. That's what his mother always does. And then he's going away for Shabbos. So he has an obligation to light candles. However, it's likely that where he's going, he's subsumed into the household of where he's going, so to speak, and therefore, just as home, his obligation was fulfilled by the household, by the mother who represented the household, so to where he's going, uh, his obligation is taken care of by the person who's lighting in that household because he becomes part of that, that household for Shabbos. How do you define being part of a household? First of all, if you're staying there, if you're sleeping and you're eating there, then you're part of the household. That's, uh, and, the, and then whatever manner that household fulfills its obligation, uh, anybody in that household is covered by that. Um, if you're only eating there and not sleeping there, so it depends on a lot of things. So if somebody lives somewhere and they're not eating, they're not eating at home, but they're eating somewhere else, their household that they left behind is lighting, and therefore they can <coughs> fulfill their obligation by being part of that household even though they're not uh, there at the time, even if they're eating somewhere else. When it gets a little hairy is when the household itself has moved. Meaning, when it, let's say the, uh, the, a couple is uh, being hosted elsewhere for Shabbos, and they're not at home at all. So what, what happens over there? So technically speaking, they also are absorbed into the household of their host and hostess, and they don't need to light at all. However, the minig in Klai Yisrael is that married women always light, even when they don't have to, meaning they specifically make sure not to be yotze with the lighting of the uh, hostess of the house where they are, and they light themselves. Where should they light? They should light, since the main point of lighting is in the place of eating, they should, lead in the, eat in the di- they should light in the dining room. However, they should make sure that they also have some light in whatever room they're staying in. Um, but, they would, they would, uh, but they would light as well. Um, if a person is being, ho- if a couple is being hosted outside their own home for eating, but they're staying at home, they're not eating at home, or they're not eating their Friday night, so what do they do? So the ideal would be, the best would be, that the, uh, the, uh, the husband or wife, but then if the wife is there, fine, if the husband otherwise, uh, they would light at home, and they would be around to benefit from the light during a time when the light would make a difference, meaning not if they're lighting early in the summer, for example, where it wouldn't, really wouldn't make a difference at that point, but if they're lighting close enough to dark, where they hang around long enough to benefit from the light a little bit, or they light candles that are uh, long-lasting enough that the last the candles will be lit when they return home after their meal. Uh, and uh, a practical hint is that frozen candles last a lot longer than room temperature candles. I have tested this out, and it it it, it works a lot better. Uh, so you, you might want to always keep your candles in the freezer if you're using candles. And, or if you're using oil, you want to put in enough oil to make sure that there's enough oil so that the candles last for when you get back. And then you want to actually use them. You don't want to just look at them, but you want to actually want to 
use them somehow. You want to like daven or eat or something or to eat a snack or read a book <coughs> or a magazine, uh, whatever it is. Um, so the point is that, uh, that the definition of the obligation is a household and, if, and, and the household is defined as where you're eating uh, and sleeping. And if you're only eating and not sleeping, so it depends if you've, if what you left behind. So for example, a woman in the hospital. So she hasn't really moved to the hospital. She had a baby, let's say. Let's say she's healthy. She had a baby. And the husband is at home, and, he, and uh, he's lighting. Technically, she could be Yodze with the lighting of the husband at home because that's her household, that's where she lives, and her house has the obligation and her husband is fulfilling it. However, she has to make sure, um, she, has two, she has two choices. Either she can decide to light on her own as well, but the hospital ain't going to like that because uh, they're not going like, to like fire. And there's a big machlokas achronim, what electric light, what the status of electric light is. Or Moshe Feinstein, is one who held that electric light is not, uh, is not something you can make a bracha on for lighting. And therefore, since uh, Rav Moshe is such a major posek, we're not going to go against him, even though there are other major poskim who held that electric light was fine to make a bracha on. But what she should do, if she can't light and she wants to light, uh, she has to make sure that she has a light on Lakavit Shabbos. So therefore, she should turn on whatever light she has, uh, Lakavit Shabbos, in her hospital room but she could really technically be Yodze with her husband's lighting at home. So she won't make a bracha because uh, she doesn't have a much she can clearly make a bracha on halachically, but she has to make sure that she has a light on, especially for Shabbos. Um, uh, we don't have a lot of time because of halachas neiros. Let me just throw out one other halacha. It's a, uh, the, the Shulchan Aruch is very clear that there are, there are ways a person can light uh, and not be Yodze and make a bracha levatala, which means that um, if a person, for example, the Shulchan Aruch is a case where a person lights in a way that the lighting makes no difference to them whatsoever. So as in a huge hotel room, the, the common problem is uh, where they assign a place for a person, to, for women to light, say, in a corner. And it makes no difference whatsoever to anybody that the candles are lit or not lit. That's really a major shayla. I don't want to say it, but uh, there are others who would say that it's a bracha levatala because the candles make no difference. It's one thing if you're lighting at the, can- at the table that you're eating, that's okay. But if it makes no difference to anybody, then it's a major shayla if that accomplishes anything. Because the point of the candles is shalom bias as defined by the ability to maneuver around a room and not trip on things. So there's got to be some benefit from the candles. They don't add illumination to anything, so it's a big problem. So. Uh, we, we have, well, a person has to be make, make sure they understand what, you know, what conditions they're in. We'll get into more detail of that. It's, uh, it's getting late.